Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And it was your pick, and you chose to do Death to Smoochie. Smoochie! Death to Smoochie! <laughs> I love this fucking movie, dude. 2002. This is literally, like, the most underrated Robin Williams movie. Probably. It's in the top five underrated top uh, Robin Williams movies. Just underrated in general. Yes. Like, um, it has found a cult following over the years. This movie uh, has a great cast. Knocks out of the fucking park. Um, this is one of those movies before we did the podcast, mm. we were at work and you would quote this movie. I was like, where is that from? You're like, Death to Smoochie. You've never seen Death to Smoochie. I was like, no. You're like, you have to go home tonight and watch that immediately. I didn't know where you were going to find it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have this movie on the full back, dude. I almost brought it today to show it to you. Nice. Um, I don't remember where I watched it. I probably just rented it on Voodoo or something. Mm. I fucking loved it. But that was like five years ago. Mm. And I really haven't revisited it since. So I had to, I rebought it recently or bought it recently on DVD. And this was my second time revisiting the movie. And it's still absolute madness. <laughs> Dude, the premise of this movie is like, it would it, it wouldn't even make sense. Like if you didn't have Robin Williams and Edward Norton, like, first of all, they play their characters. Fun fact. Supposed to be Jim Carrey in really? Robin Williams. And I see that would almost been too crazy. Yeah. Like that's too much. That would have been like a, a live action cartoon. right there. I wish like, no disrespect to Edward Orton, he did an amazing job, but to see Robin Williams and, like, Jim Carrey playing off each other would have been madness. I love Edward Norton in this movie, though. This oh, is he's like, great. It's probably, like, my third favorite Edward Norton movie. Like, What's funny is he, he did this coming off of Primal Fear, uh, American History X. Like, he was doing all these serious roles, and then he does this, like silly movie well like he had started getting a reputation about this time of being like unwork with like you could like unworkable you know uh everybody that was done a movie with this guy they're like god he's he's a fucking problem well yeah american history x was the main right. like he wanted like full character movie you know yeah um but this is also i did not realize this until like looking into robin williams career mm-hmm. this is part of his trilogy yeah yes he did Insomnia, mm-hmm. One Hour Photo, Death to Smoochie. They, these movies came out in the same year. All of them? All of them came out in the same year, just a few months from each other. Wow, it's so weird that you say that, because like One Hour Photo like haunts my fucking nightmares. He played that shit so creepily. Yeah, so he, uh, so he was on some... His role in that bothers me more than Insomnia. 100%. But that's crazy that he did those two dark-ass films and then did this, which, mm-hmm. I mean, it's still like a dark this comedy. This still has, like... It's like a dark comedy, yeah, but... I... This is my... Probably my favorite Robert Williams performance because I think it's where I love him is this silly, zany, but dark humor. Because mm. you see that in his stand-up. Yeah. Like, his stand-up is very, like, dark and... But it's also zany at the same time. It's like a a very mixed bag of the two. Mm. Like, I don't like it when he goes full G-rated. Right. I think we're missing out on, like, well, a big part of him. Well, I mean, it, it's good for for when you, that's what you're going for. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to know that, like, it, if this movies like this remind you just, like, how well, like, how talented he was. Like, he could do any kind of role. Yes. Like, that's the kind of uh, arsenal he had. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? 
his whole career, like there's not one kind of character you can't say he he played or didn't play. I know one yeah. hour photo shows that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, the like I go fuck. We go down a rabbit hole, bro. I can tell you some fucking off the wall Robin Williams movies, man, because yeah. he's one of my favorite actors of all time. Um, fucking night what, listener. What dreams may come? Fucking that one's the loopy one. That one fucking gets to me. Yeah, that was a big one. Um. Yeah, I mean, people talk about Aladdin and fucking Goodwill Hunting. Like, we can go down some shit. Mo- I'm talking about Moscow and the Hudson. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Club Paradise. Like, we can go. Yeah, he even plays a gay guy. Uh, the Birdcage. I love the Birdcage. That's another. I, I was gonna say that's on my list of underrated Robin Williams movies. A hundred percent. I love the Birdcage. It's such a good movie. Him and Nathan Lane are fucking classic in that movie. The thing I I I hate about that movie is it feels like an episode from a sitcom. And I want to be, I want there to be more of it. Right, right, right. That's why I said, man, that's why I have like a, I call it like um, sequel syndrome. Yeah. Cause you know, like I'll say all the time, like I need to know more about this story. Yes. And like you want a sequel, you know, but obviously like it's been like forever mm-hmm. and you know, Robin's not with us anymore. Right. But that was another one that like, they could have done another one. Yeah. I would have loved to see it. more of the birdcage. Right. Um, but I did not realize this, but this is directed by Daniel DeVito. Oh, wow. That makes sense. He's got a little role in it for himself. Yeah, he put himself in it. But uh, after watching it and seeing the... Danny DeVito has his own style. I fuck with Danny DeVito. He he kind of rips off a lot of other people, but kind of makes it his own. Mm-hmm. And I really, really like his style. It's very whimsical filmmaking. This movie is like... It's like one of those movies that you feel like everybody had a good time making it. Oh, 100%. Uh, and there's they a lot of William staple people in this movie. Danny DeVito said, he said everything was smooth sailing until the release of the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said sure. everything was amazing until it got released and did not do numbers at all. You know where I saw this movie, Greg? Where'd you see it? I saw this movie in theaters. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Uh... I was cleaning the Northside Theater and this movie came out and I remember sitting down and I said, Rob Williams is in this movie? I said, it's got a purple rhino. Like, why the fuck wouldn't I watch it? You know what I mean? Right. And I just remember being like blown away at, at fucking 12 years old. I couldn't imagine watching. I would. This would be one of my favorite movies. Like if I watched it at that age, I would still watch this probably every year just for the nostalgia factor. That's what I'm saying. Because like uh, right around 12, 13 is when I started really getting into movies. Right. Same. And I was just like watching anything I could. Yeah. And I watched this movie and I was just thinking like, this is hilarious, man. I love the dark humor aspect of it. Like, that's what I would have loved as a kid is like, it's this silly, like uh, kids show rip off, but with all the adult humor in it. Exactly. Cause I mean, that's the thing about it. Like, you know, we don't really live in an era now that there's like a big kid show. I mean, I'm sure there is like one or two, but it's not like it used to be right. Puppets everywhere used to be like these guys the ones that were the heads of these shows where they were like looked at like that like peewee herman like you know when people caught old boy at that fucking um cheek show you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like i got that that hurt of people's heart because that's peewee herman you know right. like you don't think of you like that mm-hmm. uh you have like an like an innocent image like i'd be like mr rogers getting caught doing cocaine or something <laughs> you know what i mean like you yeah. just don't ever want to know that right um but it is funny because it's like most people are like terrible. So like everybody's got a vice, everybody's got problems. 
I do feel like this does shine a light into those kids shows because there was probably always executives having their hand in the pot wanting to like milk. They even still they do that today. Like they want to milk things for as much as they can. They don't give a best quote in this movie about that is Edward Norton says you're like you don't even see kids. You just see wallets with pigtails. And that's really what it is. But uh, yeah, because they sell the toys and the the VHSs and all that back then. Yeah. Um, I remember Barney was like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like when my little sister was was a baby. Yeah, like, dude, Barney was like the biggest thing in the world. Barney was going on fucking tour and selling out arenas. <laughs> Barney on ice. Fuck. I mean, you know what I'm saying like, and uh, one of my uncle, like his daughter, loved Barney. He had to have every fucking thing in his house with Barney. Yeah, I went to I went to daycare with this girl that was obsessed with Barney. She had this one single Barney that she carried around everywhere with her, and if she didn't have her Barney, she would throw a fit. So yeah. But uh, Catherine Keener is in this. Yeah, she's great. Like I, I've only ever seen her as like the mom lately. Mm. Like it's she just plays the straight, you know, good mom. She's great in forty year old version too. Right, but to see her play this like crooked VP of production is she's pretty kid, crazy. She's like, I was kind of a kitty show, kitty show groupie for a while. <laughs> Kitty show host groupie for a while. But she kills it. She does a good job. And then John Stewart's like one acting credit. Is this, in this, and ha- movie. this and fucking half baked. Yeah, yeah. I, I love him in this movie. He's great. <laughs> Sorry, um, I knew this was gonna happen. Like we of course we have to do the 10 minute we love Robin Williams forever mm-hmm. part because that's just like a staple. You have to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's break into what it's actually about. Um uh Robin Williams plays Rainbow Randolph, who is a kid show host, and he is uh, a degenerate, pretty much. He's a gambler and, like, um, womanizer and just, like, a really, like, a shitty person. And the movie starts off with him doing a number, and it's like he's got the kids, and it's like friends come in all sizes, and he's doing the dance, and it's just classic Williams, right? And uh, the next thing, it cuts to this seedy-ass restaurant where he's just sitting in the dark, like, half in the dark, and these two parents come in in trench coats, they're like, so uh, we give you this, and our kid gets to sit in the chair, right? He's like, don't tell me how to do my fucking job. <laughs> John Stewart's like, you you threw away your career for ass white money, but did you see that briefcase? That was That's a lot, a lot of, of money. money. That was a lot of money. <laughs> he's like, I'll let you know if a spot opens up. Just complete cocky yeah. piece of shit. And of course, it's like, FBI. He gets busted and, you know, they kick him out. Yeah, gets everything taken away. And then the the executives, the main executives, like, we need a squeaky clean. Yeah, the next person. guy, the next guy cannot be. Any he can't of, even have a parking ticket. Right. Like, he needs to be the saint. He need to get uh, Jesus Christ in here. It's a good, uh, it's a good little scene with Jon Stewart and, and her because they're, like, going through all these, like, kid show hosts that are, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. on the rebound. And she's like. What about uh, Peppy and, and the trolls? And he's like, Peppy got deported and the trolls who gives a fuck about the trolls. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I didn't even realize, but she named what's his name? Bucky Ding Dong in the like lineup. He's like, uh, he's on the H train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he shows up later in the movie. I didn't he's even a hit man for hire. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking gold. This movie is so fucking insane. Um, so the idea of this movie is... Um, so John Stewart's like, I know one guy that like everybody, nobody can find this guy offensive, and it's Sheldon Bopes, yeah, who is Edward Norton, and 
And she's like, no fucking way are we that desperate that we're going to get Sheldon fucking mopes. And he's like, no, this guy's fucking perfect. Give me Smoochie. Yeah. That's like the big line, you know? Yeah, he uh, he's like, he's a bottle of syrup with legs because he's so sweet. That's what he is. <laughs> and when she finds him, he's at this fucking methadone clinic in Coney Island. <laughs> he's wearing this makeshift fucking rhino costume. I know. I love it because you get so used to seeing the regular, his his main costume. When you right. go back and you watch this, you realize how fucking makeshift it is. He has like a bicycle helmet with a horn on it. <laughs> No, it's like I thought it was like an old football helmet. Oh, is it? Shit. It probably like a, is. Like a nineteen twenties fucking. Football it's hard to helmet. tell because he paints it pink, so or hockey something like it's just old as fuck. Or fuchsia, rather. <laughs> and uh, he's like stuffed these sweatpants with like fucking like I don't know towels or something to yeah. make his like legs look. But he looks like a fucking bottle of Pet Abysmal, <laughs> and he's singing songs about getting off crank and shit. It's hilarious. He's like what Carl. You-, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Gotta get off the smack. We're gonna get that monkey off your back. <laughs> like, it's just so fucking stupid. But then, like, uh, they did such a good job of making him, like, the most irritating person ever. Like, you just, like, he's a nice guy, but you, like, you want to yell at him. Well, it's one of the, he's one of those guys that he's such a good soul, and you are annoyed by him, but mm. at the same time, you're like, uh, you want to have him around because he's such a good person. Right. <laughs> You need your that conscious the good person with a conscience. He's like that try hard in, in everything in life. Like, you know, you recycle. This guy like goes on fucking five Ks for the environment and shit. He's like, like the sheep fucker from Jay and Silent Bob right. Strike Buck. He's just like the worst guy, but the <laughs> nicest guy too. At the same right, time, exactly. You know? But because he's like he, he like talks to her afterwards and he's like, Oh, I'm glad you caught the performance in there. He's like usually around the night show. You know, it goes sleepy time with the medicine hits. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, it's good to know that it's the smack and not your songs. <laughs> and not your singing. He's like, sure, I didn't. I, I hope didn't not. think about that. <laughs> so whenever they go into the hot dog place and he squirts that. Almond um, butter. He, he made that. Edward Norton made that in his hotel room. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That is a fun fact. But <laughs> And he's like, I'm going to get you all these gluten-free buns, man. And he's like in this like shithole hot dog joint. Like they only serve hot dogs, but he's got a soy dogs on there. He's got the one soy dog that he serves. <laughs> uh, and then he squirts that nasty shit on it. Spirulina and almond butter. Me and you, we're going to change the world. He's got that black shit all over his teeth. Yeah, it it's looks hilarious. like fucking squid ink. Pretty much. Um, So it cuts back to... uh. My boy Randolph, he's having a bad day. They kicked him out of his penthouse. He lost all of his money, all of his, you know, lawyer fees and shit to get him out, get him out of jail. Right. And uh, he tries to meet with John Stewart, and he's like, "Man, I gotta, you gotta help me out, man." He's like, "I made a lot of fucking money for you over the years," and he's like, "Yeah, and you fucked it all away, you right. stupid fuck, like." <laughs> You know, you lost all of your, you know, over fucking, like you said, ass white money, which, I mean, that must, like, kitty show host must have fucking been making bank. Oh, 100%. Um, he's like, I can't be seen with you. He's like, you got nothing? <laughs> he hands him a fucking, a, a goodie bag. Yeah. Save the rainforest goodie bag. <laughs> he's like, got some tanning lotion and <laughs> shit like that in there for you. No, no animal byproducts. He's like, well, you know what to do with the lotion, jerk off. So now you get to guess that Robin Williams is about to do everything in his power to make 
Edward Norton's life fucking miserable. He's bitter and he needs somebody to blame for his failings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Edward Norton gets the treatment. They take him in, you know, they make him big time. His show becomes like an instant fucking success because, like, why wouldn't it be? It's a fucking singing rhino, you know? With all the promotion and all the fucking kid shows. Like, it's, right. yeah. You, it's the time slot. Yeah. And back in the day, whenever uh, TV shows, you know, it was regular TV, it wasn't YouTube and streaming services. Like, there were time slots and you paid big money for these time slots because that's where all the money was at. Because that's when, like, kids and old people would be home mm-hmm. and, like, that's what you were watching. It was, right. like, one of three channels, you know? And, um, so Edward Norton, like he comes in and he's like all like, you know, he's just like super shocked and happy. Like he can't believe that, you know, he's been trying this shit for so long. And like, finally now he gets his own show. I can't get over a shit eating grin. Like it's so fucking perfect for this character. (laughs) And it's like, it's like, that's how most people would be that like, you know, stuck it out, you know, doing what they loved. And then they finally get their chance. They want to believe that it's. It's perseverance and hard work that's got them there, you know, right. not that somebody fucked up and we just need a replacement. <laughs> so, I mean, that's really what it is. It's right. about persistence meets luck right. and his persistence. He kept doing the rhino and finally he got his big break. So now he actually is like, it doesn't matter how he got there. Right. He still got there. So, but at the same time, like he's really just like, they just got him in there. He didn't really sign anything or, or when he signed, he didn't get any kind of creative control or anything. I guess, but I really feel like a lot of these big corporations, that's kind of what they're looking for. They're looking for their cash cow. So they're not signing you because they think you're, I mean, you are talented to a certain extent because you have an audience, but they're looking at you as like a, a piggy bank. Right. Like how much money can I make off this guy? Well, and that's what they're saying. They're like trying to make soda and cereals. And he walks in and he's like, hey, man, he's like, I'm not cool with y'all using my character for this kind of stuff. Like, like, I don't want to get kids hooked on sugar and, and caffeine. He's like, it's two addictive substances. And, you know, little junkies come from big junkies and yeah. shit like that. You know, like, I love that line. Line. That's such a good line. <laughs> he uh, he like turns the worst out of everything, you know, because yeah. like he cares so much, you know. And he's like, I don't want to sing. I don't want to sing songs about about cereal and shit to kids. Like, that's not cool, you know? And she's like, throws a Frisbee at his head. And he's like, oh, I got it. And she's like, <laughs> shut shut the door. Yeah. Not lock it. And, you know, won't even let him in on a meeting about his show. Yeah. So that's when we get introduced to Danny DeVito's character, who you think he's just a scummy agent, but actually he's pretty much a mole sent by the by the kids network to, to, to like get him to play ball. Right. Like Rainbow Randolph did, mm-hmm. you know, like that's that's the gig. Like you get the show, but you got to do all these like charity things where we kind of keep some of the money and then some of it goes to a kid's, you know, shit like that. It's very shady businesses. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah, when they're in the meeting, that's when we finally meet uh, uh, Spinner Dunn. I fucking love Spinner Dunn and the fucking Irish mob in this movie. It's so fucking good. He's played by Michael... Uh, Rispoli? Yes. He plays a real gang, or not a real gangster, but he plays an actual gangster in like other movies. Right. Um, <laughs> doing this movie, I love him so much in this movie that it makes me want to do another movie that he's good in, mm-hmm. which is Rounders. Oh so my God. We might do Rounders at my next pick. I'm just so down for that. But um, yeah, the. Uh, plus, I watched that scene the other day with John Malkovich on YouTube and I got <laughs> my goosebumps going. I was like, oh man, I might have to do this movie. But um, anyways, so yeah, he's a fucking boxer. 
He's like, he's like, you don't finish with a record of fifty one and forty two and not have some fucking head trauma, you know. And he's just like really loud and like punch drunk, and but he's like a lovable guy, you know. And like, yeah. of course, um, Edward Norton is a, such a sweetheart. Like, he of course takes a liking to him, and he loves him, you know, because he's just kind of simple. He's like, I love Smoochie. I love the Smoochie. And he's like hugging on him and shit. And uh, he's like. He's like, I can't wait to tell my folks I'm at Spinner Dunn. He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, I think you got a friend there, kid. He's like, because he runs over and he's like, uh, he's like, I'll be right back, Smoochie. I got to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but Spinner Dunn is also the family of the Irish mob. Well, that's what he said. He's like, well, you got to be so smart to, to run a restaurant like this. And he's like, are you kidding me? He's a mascot. <laughs> Because his cousin is a is a lady boss, which is kind of cool. Yeah, her name's Tommy. I love that her name's Tommy. Yes. I don't know why. I love it. Yeah, he's like Tommy Carroll. Uh, Cotter. Cotter. Yeah, she's the uh, she's the head of the Irish mob. They yeah. run this place, <laughs> right? And then uh, I love her crew too. <laughs> they only have like five lines, but it's fucking gold. And I love that they're the good guys. Like yeah. they spin it on its head and right. make the corporations the bad guys, and then the Irish mob are the good guys. Well, in this scenario, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. But they kind of did terrible shit too. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure they did. It's great. Um, so yeah, uh, so she comes over. Like he he meets with Danny DeVito, and Danny DeVito goes and he goes. Uh, this man saved your fucking ass, saved your jobs. He goes, well, Randall Randolph in a scandal. He's like, y'all were lucky that, you know, you could even get something to fill this fucking thing. He goes, mm-hmm. this man was your savior. And uh, I remember when they're like, when he's telling him like what I what he could get him. He's like, if you want to have that rhino go out there with a fucking dildo strapped to his head, you could do that. And he's <laughs> like, well, I've never thought about that idea. I do agree with your aggressiveness. <laughs> Oh my God! Speaking of, I think this is like the next coming up scene is Robin Williams breaks to, breaks into the uh, sounds of the stage where he's uh, oh yeah, yeah doing yeah. the uh, fucking kids. Um, it's a cookie time. It's, it's cookie time with the kids. Uh, so. <laughs> so he replaces all the cookies with different kind of cookies, and it's so fucking epic. I love it because it takes its time. Lowers this bag down. <laughs> he pulls a fucking cookie. Got a magic wand and shit. Right. He pulls a cookie out that's shaped like a dick. Dick and balls. Dick and balls. With red glitter. I love that. That's like an accident of the best. <laughs> like red glitter across the... And he's like, it's a it's a rocket. And he's and like, starts like, because he's like such a good guy. He's like trying to spin it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this is the, <laughs> one of the best lines Robin from Williams Robin Williams. Bust out in his fucking rainbow Randolph jacket. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? It's a fucking cock. It's a fucking one-eyed willy. <laughs> So fucking Mr. Jiggle Daddy, you know, just fucking going off on these hilarious fucking. It's the funniest tangent I've ever heard. That is funny about his rainbow costume, rainbow Randolph costume is because when he's supposed to be inconspicuous, he always has the fucking jacket on (laughs) and it's fucking hilarious. It's like an ongoing joke, like where he's supposed to be like sneaking around and no one's supposed to recognize him. He has a fucking jacket on. (laughs) He's just fucking hilarious, dude. And he keeps like getting head trauma too. Like when they throw him out after this, yeah, like, they throw him down some stairs and he hits a fucking brick wall, right? And uh, 
you know, later on in the movie, he's all happy as shit. He fucking dances. He runs into another brick wall. And it's just like he's literally going insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's slowly losing his mind right. throughout this movie. There's a descent to madness kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it is really, it does speak. There's the thing about this movie is it's a comedy. It's a dark comedy. But it really touches on some serious matters. Like people that get that amount of fame and then right. it's taken away. They don't know who they are anymore. They don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah, like, that's you, all they know. Especially when you get to the heights that they were at. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, if you get, like, Michael Jackson, for example, and you took all that away, he wouldn't know what to do with himself. I mean, Britney Spears is kind of going through that. Like she, she won her case. She did, but she's slightly insane. Like, they, she's not all there, and you realize why she had that in the first place. But... It just like fame really gets to people and it fucks them up. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, I get that. Um, but uh, it's, it's great. Cause after he gets kicked off the set or whatever, mm-hmm. he's like, I got to get this fucking guy back. Like, and uh, when he gets arrested, like his lawyer gets him out and they keep asking him questions and they're like, uh, are you psychotic? He's like, who the fuck's that? <laughs> he like grabs his fucking reporter. <laughs> Somebody grabbed my ass. He's <laughs> like, my, my client is going through a lot right now. Lawyer fees, you know. And then someone throws an egg. <laughs> I've been shot. <laughs> I'm bleeding. <laughs> Salmonella. You, you're a lawyer. We can sue him for that. <laughs> Somebody grabbed my ass. He says it like three times. Yeah, he does. Fucking gold. <laughs> And uh, after that, um, Edward Norton goes in to tell, uh, goes in to tell the lady, like, "Hey, I'm sorry about you know having to go get an agent, changing up the power structure because now he's executive producer, right? Controls everything, creative mm-hmm. input, all of which it. is a little unbelievable because if they would have pulled him in, they would have made him sign over the rights of the character, right? But I guess they skipped that step and didn't do it." And it's a movie. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. So he goes in there pretty much to tell her, like, I'm not trying to be a dick. He's like, I just had to. This is what I had to do to make y'all listen to me. Mm-hmm. And she's just completely like, man, fuck you. You're just like the rest of them. You're just a greedy fuck. Well, because. Right. Because that she's what she's used to. You know? Well, not only that, but. Uh, she's like, I thought you were different because she comes in later. She's like, I thought you were different, but you're just like all the others slaps the newspaper down and. He has to do this ice show, which apparently is like selling out. Well, it's because, um, you know, they always slap like a charity with it. Like, like all the money is going to go to this charity. But we all know that the fucking charity itself doesn't use all the money for that. And that's another thing that uh, this movie touches on is because if you don't know, there are a lot of charities that take most of the profits and the the charity money does not go to the actual charity like there's one i don't want to screw up the name so i'm not going to say exactly what they are but there's a very popular chid kids charity all the money does go to it mm-hmm. but there's a there's a similar charity that the name is so similar that you could get them mixed up if you weren't paying attention and they pretty much keep 99 percent of the profits for themselves yeah, like there's so many crooked charities out there it's yeah. ridiculous yeah, so it kind of shines a little bit of a light on that. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about this movie is because it it takes these real world problems and it does make a comedy out of it. But they these are real issues that you know we deal with, right? Um, 
and it's great. I forget his name, the guy that plays the head of the charity, but it's kind of like they're a bunch of gangsters. Oh, he's great. I love his like raspy voice. Harvey uh, Firestein. Yeah, that's it's great. I was going to say there's a bunch of staples of Robin Williams. Like he was in Mrs. Doubtfire mm-hmm. and so is the old man that runs the TV, sh- the, the TV channel. Oh, right, right, right. The executive. Yeah. That old dude, he was the one that ran the TV show, or that ran the channel in, uh, in Mrs. Doubtfire. Interesting, yeah. Because remember, he's doing his thing with the dinosaurs, and he's like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. He's right. like, any kid would watch that. I haven't seen Mrs. Doubtfire in so long. Oh, it's such a good one, too. It is good. It's not underappreciated, either. Like, I feel like a lot of people go to Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, when you say Robin Williams, there's like... A handful of iconic characters, right? Genie, yes. Mrs. Doubtfire, Jumanji, this or uh, Goodwill Hunting, Goodwill Hunting. But yeah, I like ones like Flubber. I I I like Flubber. I understand why Flubber flopped, but I enjoyed it. I saw that movie in theaters. That's how much I did I too. Flubber, because I loved Robin Williams when I was a kid. Yep. So I would see like almost all of his movies in theaters. All the ones I was allowed to go see. Right. Uh, dude, you remember fucking Jumanji for the first time, man? Yes. Like how it was fucking so epic. great was that, dude? That's like up there with like Jurassic Park the first time. I agree. Theaters. I agree. Like, like that's like top five greatest movie going experiences for me as a kid going to see Jumanji. I have agreed because it felt so epic. And like it was just like, fuck up, this could happen like out of a fucking board game. Like this is so cool. Yeah. Like, the whole premise for the fucking movie is just awesome and they did such a good job at making it feel so big and like even though it was the in fucking the board shook and shit like mm-hmm. sure the cgi i quote that up. movie today like you know like when it starts raining i'm like little real little bit of rain never hurt anybody but a lot could kill you like i i still quote that movie um but yeah. it does not hold up like story-wise sure cgi, CGI no. those monkeys are fucking janky <laughs> I remember the lion doesn't look bad. Though. No, the lion doesn't look bad at all. I think they spent all their money, CGI money on that fucking mosquitoes, lion. Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. The, the spiders didn't look bad either. No. It's just those monkeys. Those monkeys are fucking janky. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, shit, we're talking about 90 what? 97, 96? Mid-90s, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's not terrible. It's not Spielberg money. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. didn't dump into it. You know, that's but true. It's still, like I said, you just, it's good enough to get you through. But yeah, I, I just remember like I loved Jumanji so much. Like, and they released the fucking board game for at home. Like, I begged my mom for that shit. I I bought it for the wife and I to play, and we still haven't played it. It's kind of sitting in the game room. Oh, dude, did you buy like the the re released one? Yeah, it's like all cardboard. I'm talking about these ones. Like they were they were plastic, but it was like it unfolded like oh, a shit. fucking one, dude. <laughs> I remember like it was a shit ton of money. I know I wanted one so bad, but to, but I knew it wasn't gonna like actually change anything so i was kind of like yeah. i bet you if you still had one of those sealed like i don't even want to know how much money people are asking oh, i'm sure things. i didn't realize that was a thing like so many things from our childhood like my dad said it a lot when i was a kid he's like if you take that out of the package it's so not gonna be worth it as yeah. much but if you leave it in the package it's probably gonna be worth a lot of money one day but that's like the whole point of the 40 year old version like you're you're telling a grown you're it's the difference of telling a kid right you're telling a kid not to play with a toy that you just bought him right exactly yeah i had one of those hot wheels it was one of the first lines um where they had actual rubber wheels uh, dad's like you can open it you can play with it if you leave it in that package it's probably going to be worth a lot of money one day 
but of course I opened it because rubber wheels. First, the first, uh, first, my first experience with that was I had an Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze, and it was like a giant, like a 12 inch, like mm-hmm. pretty much like a Barbie. Yeah. But it had like a rubber Arnold head and like all of his gear and all that. And my dad was like, you leave that thing in there. He's like, that movie's just shitty enough that one day people are going to love that. <laughs> and he's like, like, don't take it out. I left it in there for like three months. It ate at me every day. Same. Yeah. I did leave the, the car in the package for a minute. And then finally, I couldn't take it anymore, and oh, I gotta I play with it. opened it, and I told my dad, I was like, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And he's like, whatever. And, like, it's probably still only worth, like, 20 bucks now. Right, right. right? But, you know, <laughs> you think, you know, yeah. it's going to be worth millions. It's going to be like a fucking Charizard car. It's going to be worth five grand. <laughs> no. no, I told you about my, my Michael Jordan rookie card. Oh, yeah. Fucking had a Michael Jordan rookie card, and uh, he was in the white jersey. Mm-hmm. He's in the middle of fucking dunking the ball. My brother, I pissed my brother off. I don't remember what I did. So he went in there and he ripped my Michael Jordan card in half. You all still it, speak? Put it back on the sleeve. <laughs> I looked it up. Like, in good condition, it's a $300,000 card. That's unforgivable. Then we gotta have to give me a finger or something to like call that even. Like, I think about that all the time. Just need to know that like I have a spare something laying around because of you. Oh, but anyway. But yeah, that's that's cool. Where the fuck were we going with that? We were talking about on a, a Robin Williams tangent rant. of a tangent of a tangent. Yeah. Um, we're talking about Robin Williams and Jumanji. Oh yeah, and about how epic of a movie theater experience that is. Yeah. Yes. But um. So anyways, uh, so um, old girl kind of likes him a little bit, uh, the the one that runs the student, or she's like the VP. That's one of the only gripes of this movie is I didn't believe, because she was such a bitch in the beginning of the movie, and then by the end of the movie, they're, you know, together, well, but I didn't feel the dynamic. Well, that's why I liked it, because, you know, that drunk scene where she's like, I'm drunk. And he goes, she goes, when I'm drunk and I want to apologize, he's like, better be shit faced. He's like, well, I don't agree with your logic. He's like, thanks for coming over. Because, like, you know, he's just like a lonely guy. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and they bond over childhood favorite characters. Of a of a kid show. Right. And uh, she's, like, trying to be, like, vulnerable. But she's very guarded. Because, like I said, you find out later that she's dated a bunch of these kid show hosts. And they're all <laughs> fucking animals. Kid show groupie. That's what she says. She even says it. She's like, I was kind of a kid show groupie. <laughs> a kid show host groupie. And he's like, really, Nora? <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, kind of. Even Willie the whale. <laughs> Willie the whale. Uh, or is it Wally the whale? Wally the Tell her about Wally the whale. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Robin Williams goes to one of the uh, the Crinkle Kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I don't have anywhere to go. Can I stay Angie. with you? Yeah. He's good, too. Uh, he's like, you turned, you used to tell her you're a crinkle kid. And he hits him with the spoon. He gets on top. And he's like, I'm a rhinette. I'm a rhinette, damn it. <laughs> I mean, he's true. They're like, you got to eat. Like, he's like, the crinkle kids are 10 foot under with you. <laughs> and uh, I love that Edward Norton comes over. He's like, I really appreciate you coming over, man. I, I was a big fan of your work with the crinkle kids. He's like, eh, it's a job. Yeah, job's a job. All right, see you out there. <laughs> <laughs> he 
does. Uh, that's why I said Edward Norton's acting in this is very good because he does a great job of playing just like a kind of a not an idiot, but like just somebody that's very uh, naive. Yeah, you know naive. What I mean? is like he he doesn't see the bad in the world; he only sees the good. Mm-hmm. You know, and which is kind of awesome. Like sometimes ignorance is bliss with that kind of shit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so. He's staying there, and uh, like you said, they're making him do the ice show. Well, the Irish mob calls in a favor because now he's got control of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They read the papers, and they're like, Spinner has not stopped talking about you since you came to the restaurant. She's like, and now that you're executive producer, we were thinking maybe you could get him a little part on the show. And he starts going into like in the nice way, saying that like he didn't really have anything for him to do. He's like, uh, he's like, he wouldn't do better on TV than I would do in a ring with him, you know? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> and her crew is like, why are you sad, Tony? Or is it Tommy? Tommy. Why are you sad, Tommy? <sighs> I don't like this point. I don't like to say names. And she just does like <laughs> this with her finger. Uh, what does she say? Uh, do you have the hammer, Roy? I always have the hammer, Toby. Yeah, it's like an ice pick fucking... <laughs> Oh, no, that was with uh, Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's whenever they were uh, muscling him. He's like, all right, I'll tell you everything. <laughs> this shit's great. But uh, I love that the only thing they wanted was for Spinner to be on the show. Like, right. they don't want any of the money. They don't yeah. want any. They just want Spinner on the show. Uh, like, it's that's, pretty sweet. Yeah, exactly. So, of course. They give him a cowbell. <laughs> So where Christopher Walken is, like, killing it, dude. Like, I need more cowbell. Like. <laughs> He's not even on beat because he's so punched not at all, yeah. Like, <laughs> Everyone's losing focus how off beat he is. She's like, what the fuck is that? He's like, hey, Spinner is a <laughs> is the sweetest man I know. Just happened to have the disposition of a five-year-old. <laughs> and she's like, Ugh. he's driving me crazy with this cowbell. Can you find him something else to do? So, so he, he makes him a... Uh, uh, a cousin, a cousin, a rhino cousin. Yeah, Moochie. <laughs> Who's fuchsia? I love the the ongoing joke. He's like, he's like, all right, see you later, Spinner. He's like, I'm Spinner, because he does that on the Moochie thing. Yeah. He's like, nice to see you, Moochie. I'm Moochie. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've established that. <laughs> oh, Sheldon, this thing's making my nuts itch. <laughs> Who wants to do the jiggy Z? <laughs> and then he just starts dancing with him. It's great. But the, uh, I do, it's such a sweet part because he comes in there and he's like, how did I do? He's like, you did a great job, Spinner. And he's like, oh, it reminds me of being in the Coliseum. I thought he was going to start fighting somebody. Right. Like when he came out with the kids and he saw all the cameras, and I thought he was going to snap and start punching the kids. <laughs> with like how he's like doing it like he's being introduced to him. Right, right, he's right. doing this shit right here. Like it was fucking gold. But uh, he's... He, you know, he's like, all right, I'm going to go get out of this. And uh, you uh... and his dressing room is apparently on the other side of the fucking arena. He's not a star. Yeah, I know, but he's a crinkle kid. He goes to the back. <laughs> Only the stars get their own rooms. Yeah. So he can, has to go to his car. Then they can have sex with, uh, you know, with the VPs. Yeah. You know, because they got that kind of privacy on those sets. I this made me laugh. So. Spinner is in his costume and he's making his way back. He's singing a little song and uh, the exec or who is this? It's the it's the charity. 
Oh, right. The charity. Because he says he's not doing the ice show. Yeah, he won't do the ice show. So they're, uh, so the charity is like a different kind of muscle. Right. And they're like, he doesn't want to play ball. We got to take him out. But so, they get him mixed up because this is the first time we meet Moochie. And so they. They start beating on him. And he's like, what round are we in? Because <laughs> he's like fighting back, you know. And, and he actually, they pull out the crowbar and he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> but what's the funniest part is this? Is there, he's playing kids music. Like whimsical kids music while this man is being murdered. And it was so fucking hilarious. Like they shoot him. And cause you get, you get attached to Spinner. Yeah. Like I felt bad. Like yeah. I was like, why does this bother me so much? Cause like, Spinner didn't Spinner. bother nobody. Right. Spinner was such a good dude. He's a sweetheart, man. I love the fucking chalk outline of the fucking of the rhino. rhino. Cause of course they dump him in Chinatown yeah. for whatever reason. Apparently in the reflection of the water, there is a Chinese symbol, and it means death. Apparently, oh. I look. I read that somewhere. I don't read Chinese, so I can't speak on. Right, if it's accurate or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. But fun makes it much. It makes as much sense as anything else. Yeah. So uh, they're at the funeral, and you know, Tommy's like, you know, they were gunning for you. She's like, I love Spinner, and she's like, I know you did. She's like, we're gonna miss him. He's like, but we're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of this, and so people are gonna get fucking killed. <laughs> He's like, well, I think we should let the police handle this. And she's like, or she's like, we're going to fucking, we're going to find out who did this. So we're going to rip their balls off and shove them in their ass. And, <laughs> and he goes, oh, I think maybe we should let the police do their jobs. And, and he's like, they won't do the ball thing. It's against procedure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they go, because uh, everybody thinks that uh, it was Rainbow Randolph because he's, you know, went crazy lately and. Obviously has this beef. Oh, that's what we forgot about the part. Rob Williams calls him with a Scottish accent. And then like talks him into uh, doing a children's like benefit concert. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he gets him out and he goes and gets a car and everything. And he's like, but he switches it to like Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I was thinking the same thing. He starts off Scottish. That's what it is. And then like ends up being like Australian. Australian in the car. He's like, why don't you talk about how you hate Rainbow Randolph and how you stole his show in life? And he's like, where'd you say you were from again? Like, <laughs> and he's like, I, I, he's like, I really thought Rainbow Randolph was very talented. Obviously, he had some demons he was fighting with. Yeah. Alcohol, alcoholism and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, it's just a minute. You think he's a piece of shit? <laughs> and he is like, yeah, that's where he kind of gets a little iffy about it. But like, uh, he gets out and. They pull into this dome. He's like, a lot of a lot of stuff was off. You know, there's construction equipment, just chilling. And, you know, he's getting ready. And he's like, I got to tell you, man. He's like, this is the first time I've ever played a concert in a fucking construction hall or some <laughs> shit like that. Uh, or an auction house or some shit. And he was like, well, you know, it's all about the kids. We don't really worry about the about how cool it looks or whatever. He's like, well, you know what? I think that's cool that it's all about the message for the kids. So they sit him out, and they got this blinding house light on him. Right. Or spotlight on him. Mm -hmm. And he starts singing a song about friends, about how you should have friends and everything. And he's like, well, uh, it's kind of hard to sing with your friends if you can't see them. He's like, maybe we could drop the spotlight. Bring up the house lights. (laughs) So they do. It's a fucking Hitler. It's a Nazi rally. It's an American history X all over again. And they drop a fucking swastika behind him and shit. A 50-foot swastika flag. 
Hell smoochie. Dude, Hell that smoochie. shit is fucking hilarious. That's why this movie should have done better. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that it's a cult movie, but, but I really think it should have done more numbers. Oh, yeah, for sure. Did not get a fair shake because this shit is fucking hilarious. Well, I mean, for where it's at in history and everything, like, you know, I'm glad it, it's loved now more because, I mean, it's not like we would have got a sequel or anything out of it. No, no, no. So, I mean, I think it's cool where it's, where it's at, you know. It's one of those movies now that's like when people find it, they're like, God, this movie's great. Yeah. How did I not know about this? <laughs> right. But uh, so that's what uh, that's what Tommy finds out. You know, she goes and like interrogates him and that's what he makes the comment about the hammer she's like you got the hammer roy always got the hammer Tommy. yeah because they take the smoochie away because yeah, you know they don't canceled. want anything to do he gets canceled and that's when you know like you said tommy finds out and like muscles uh because uh spinner's upset mm-hmm. and crying because smoochie's off the tv yeah 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 so like that's like how it shows like the relationship like how much they love Sheldon because that's how much Spinner loves Sheldon. Mm-hmm. So when he gets murdered, that's what makes them step in and they're like, we're with you everywhere you go now. Right, right. And he's like, oh no. He's like, I'm fine. And she's like, no. They were going to kill you. She's like, they were looking for you. Goes, and then that's when she says the remark about sticking balls up asses and everything. <laughs> so uh, he goes to Danny DeVito and he says, look, now that I'm back, and now that I've, everybody's knows that I'm not a piece of shit or whatever, I'll do the ice show. I'll do the ice show, terms. but on my terms because all the snacks are free. I'm providing them, all and they're all stuff. healthy, no salt, no sugar, right? Organic. <laughs> and he said, and I'm gonna, all the proceeds are gonna go to building a building the because that's another thing when they cancel a show, his the Cody Island place, the place he used to play at. When he didn't have anything, mm-hmm. they closed it down. So all the proceeds are going to go to opening a new one. Half of them. And the other half is going to go to a kid's charity. Right. And he's like, you're not going to keep any of it? And he's like, no. He's like, this is what I want to do. He's like, make it happen. And then that's when Danny DeVito and them decide that they're going to... Uh, yeah, Smoochie has to go Smoochie for has good. To go because he's fucking up how the money gets made. <laughs> so they... They call fucking uh, Buggy Ding Dong, which is ridiculous. But apparently this is uh, his last movie ever. Really? Because I know I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. He was always popping up in movies from my childhood. Vincent Chevalier? Chevalier? He's a good actor. (laughs) Yeah. He's never done like really big parts, but like he's he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but he was the one I was talking, we were talking about earlier, the the (laughs) child star that's on the H train. And he's like, he's like, we're depending on a smack addict. He's like, sorry, I fell asleep at the bus station. Both smell like piss. You know how it is. <laughs> he's like, we're trusting a smack addict. He falls asleep in like mid fucking sentence. Oh, look at all the pretty colors, man. <laughs> Gold. The guy finally does the, uh, ice show and it's uh edward norton is uh fucking like like rehearsing and they said hey tommy and the boys are here and she like kind of gives them the head like let's go upstairs to like your office or whatever she's like we've uh our investigation led to us to the head of these uh children's charity 
they're the one he's the one that killed um he's the one that killed spinner and he's like well the police got a lot of evidence against rainbow randolph that you know it was probably him and it, it like cuts to her like interrogating him and shit and he's like i was just doing it was a mistake he's like i was just doing it for the children she's like oh you do it for the kids do you <laughs> she's like why don't you tell him about the story about the guy who gets his head cut off with an axe <laughs> And he's like, okay, I don't want to hear any more about this. And he's like, well, afterwards, we play a little footy with <laughs> Like, they were playing soccer with this fucking head. <laughs> Gold, dude. I can't remember <laughs> if this was before or after, but uh, Robin Williams, um, Rainbow Randolph, starts. He tries to, he breaks into the hotel with uh, Edward Norton and little girlfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And holds him at gunpoint. And it's one of the greatest quotable lines in Oh in the movie. This is, this is one you quote you used to quote all the time. I mean you still do, but I was like, where is that from? It's from Death the Smoochie. Yeah. He's talking about like he's going on a rant like about how he stole his life and he's yeah, like yeah, yeah. he's like he's like, You fucking suck. He's like, You fucking like you took my fucking apartment. He goes he goes Look at this shit. When I lived here, it was Bob Rossi. He's like, now it's fucking Diane Rossi. When I lived here, it was Bob Rossi. He's like, right there. I had a picture of a naked chick with a little bush. It was very tasteful. Not a picture of your fucking mother. <laughs> <laughs> this is a picture of Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> So is, uh, like, I was so, watching. I was watching this with the wife, and that one got a, a genuine laugh from her. So that was that was pretty funny. And like he's such a like he's falling apart. So like they easily take the gun away from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he just like <laughs> oh falls. he tackles him. He's like oh you're hurting me. <laughs> <laughs> he's all crying and shit. <sighs> you know, like, uh, but so, they befriend him. Right. Or, yeah. So they all and he ends up coming clean about everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like he's like don't go to the show, man. He's like they'll take your soul. Look at me. He spills some fucking soup. He's like, my balls. Oh, no, he spills some coffee. Well, that's what he he takes a sip of coffee and he spills it on. <laughs> He's like, my balls. <laughs> <fire>. So stupid. <laughs> that's what he says. Save some of your dignity. Not like me. <laughs> he spills the coffee on his balls. <sighs> oh. Bro, he is fucking comedic legend, man. He. It, this is one of his best performances i love it so much I, i'm glad i have the dvd because i'm gonna go back and rewatch it more oh, often it's, it's so good i was like watching it this morning and i was like damn man why don't i watch this movie more right like fuck and like after rewatching it like you see how fucking insane it is it's such a crazy yeah. movie so good um so yeah he does the ice show and the fucking heroin buggy ding dong yeah. <laughs> i'm just gonna say his name because i think it's so funny he goes up into the rafters but he's so fucking hopped up on he's so fucking white horsed out man right he can't focus he actually falls asleep in the middle of the scoping yes (laughs) he's got a laser like he's got a good gun like you tell he's done this before he looks like a washed up leon the professional yeah like 30 (laughs) years too long um he did die at the hotel but this is uh this is the part i was talking about so Robin Williams character he knows what's gonna happen oh because um the little guy gets tied up and he calls Robin Williams and he's like hey they're gonna kill him da, da, da. he's like I gotta save him so he puts on the rainbow Randolph jacket when he goes into the fucking ice show this is the part that made me laugh because it's like why do you have the jacket on 
Because like that's when he feels the strongest. Yeah, I guess you're not wrong. It's like his. Uh, it's I his. love how he's like, I got to get in there, and he's like, they're like, can we have a picture? He's like, okay, friends, come on for the I'll kids. S- for the kids. <laughs> like, he still has to be a dick. I didn't think about that, but it is like his uh, uh, superhero suit. Yeah, it's, for him, it's his cape. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, he makes his way up there and tackles the uh, ding dong guy, shoots the horn off. Yeah, he shoots the horn. And then it's really good because you get to see some real some real badassery at Edward Norton at that part. He's like, you fucked with the wrong rhino. Mm-hmm. And he pulls out the fucking gun and he's like, Smoochie doesn't kill people. Like, you know. I love that. That I was like, it's a very poetic. He gives him, Robert De Niro gives him a gun at the beginning. He's like, you're going to need DeVito. it. Danny DeVito. I'm sorry. Um, you imagine? <laughs> no, right. Danny DeVito. Uh, gives him a gun at the beginning of the movie because he's like, you're going to need this in this business. He takes that gun and uses it. Well, doesn't use it, but he points it at Danny DeVito. You going to shoot me with my own gun I gave you? And uh, Tommy, it's crazy. Tommy actually is the one that talks him out of it. Yeah. Like, don't do this, Sheldon. Don't be a piece of shit like mm-hmm. him. And, uh, you know, him and uh, John Daly... Or John Stewart, John Stewart. Or John Stewart. They all they all go to prison, mm-hmm. and uh, Rainbow Randolph gets the show back. Well, then now they're like a team, right? Him and Smoochie are like together. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I watched that whole and ice skating part. Oh yeah, the end credits. Super sad though, like because he even does the thing to sp- the spinner, like the the tribute to him. And oh stuff. yeah, but he's like doing the karate in Chinatown and mm-hmm. shit, uh, like. And then you see Spinner. Yeah. In there. It was super sad. Uh, but yeah, man. I fucking love this movie. Uh, it's like outlandish as fuck. This is one of those movies I should have been giving to you. Like, this is a cult comedy that not a lot of people heard of. But this is one of those movies that like when they're like, tell somebody a movie, you know, like, you know, give recommend a movie to somebody that nobody else would. This is like my movie. Yes, 100%. Because for some reason, this one slipped by me. Like, I never heard of Death to Smoochie until I met you. Yeah, I feel like uh, I should get some kind of uh, producer credit on this movie. Because, like, I, I always throw this one out to people. Like, if you've never seen Death to Smoochie, do yourself a favor. Yes. Go watch it. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Um. But there, I will say this, if you don't like Rob, if you're one of the very few percent of people that don't like Rob Williams, yep, you know, I'm talking about you, Steve-O, uh, you still find enough to laugh at yeah. in it, you know, but um, this is one of those movies that you see and like, even if you're not a big fan of him, I think it makes you more of a fan of him because it's not like he's playing his normal, you know, kind of like typecast role. You know, this is definitely outside the box mm-hmm. as far as like comedy and shit goes. The premise for, like I said, the premise of this movie doesn't even sound like it would be a good movie. You know, the underbelly of fucking kid show hosts. Well, that's what uh, you know? I was going to say earlier. That's kind of like the the premise of the movie was started because oh, I can't remember his name. He was a late night talk show host. Anyway, he noticed that these ads are being targeted directly to kids. Right. Um, and he's, uh, he thought up of this concept of a, uh, a character that marketed all this shit directly to kids and got into the underbelly of, you know, Hollywood or whatever. Right. So that's how the, the story came about. Well, I, I love what they did with it. This, this movie's great. Like I said, 
Danny DeVito did a great job. Oh, yeah. I think it wouldn't have... I thought it would have been a lot worse in somebody else's hands, like director-wise. Did he direct Hoffa, too? I don't know. He did Throw Mama from the Train. He did Matilda. He's Actually, Danny DeVito was a prolific fucking director. I'm pretty sure he directed Hoffa. The War of Roses. I don't know. Uh, do you want to see? Director. Oh, apparently he's working on something. Skin Deep. Poison Tongue. Evil Eye. Duplex. Hoffa. Duplex. He did do Hoffa. I like Duplex too. It's a good one. It, it's not great, but it's it's amusing. War of the Roses is a good one. I never watched it. I heard it was uh, a lot of people were quoting it. See what he's working on. Upcoming. Saint Sebastian. Mm. <laughs> Survivor in post-apocalyptic Russia after a nuclear war. I'm into it. I would actually watch that. That sounds oh, kind of crazy. Directed by Danny DeVito. Yes. I love Throw Mama from the Train. I haven't seen that since I was And he's fucking kid. great on Always Sunny. Oh, that's his shiny. That is like, his. He's fucking killing it at 80 or whatever, however old he is doing that. But yeah, this is a highly recommended. Like, yeah. I can't recommend this movie enough. Yeah, on the par scale, it gets a 10. 10 out of 10. I don't think it's a perfect movie, but it's definitely highly recommended. Like... If I did a top 25 favorite comedies, it's going on there. It goes on. It goes. It's in the top 10 on any list for me. I think. Uh, favorite movies, favorite comedy comedies. Favorite Robin Williams movies. Yeah, man. It's that good mm. for me. So I was watching this and I was going to give you another movie it's actually changed a few times uh-huh. but like it didn't feel right because i was going to give you burn after reading but burn after reading is not really a cult comedy i mean it's the coen brothers but it just didn't feel right you know i almost bought today the men who stare at goats uh, but i think i have it already i have such a weird relationship with that movie <laughs> i can't believe you didn't watch it as a comedy bro like, I saw that movie as a comedy the whole way. I don't, I'm an idiot. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I was like, this is a weird, serious movie. And then I was like, by the end of it, I was like, oh, this was a comedy. I had to rewatch it. And I was like, watching it with comedy eyes. I was like, this movie's fucking hilarious. You bought it for me. I rewatched and I'm like, this movie's not that good. It's yeah. okay. Like, it has moments. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, it's really not all that great. <laughs> so is I'm that just a Coen have, Brothers movie too? No, it's not. No. You say that every time, but it's not. It feels like it is. It it could, yeah. It has the... So, I was like, what can I do? I was like, what is a cult comedy classic that should have been big that wasn't? Because, um, fun fact about this one, Film 4 was a... A film production company. Yeah, I didn't even ask how much this cost or like we stopped doing that. Yeah, we we didn't go over it much because uh, I don't know why we stopped doing the things. Because I always like to know how much it cost and like whether it made its money back or not. Oh, budget was 50 million. I forgot. Damn. 50 million for fucking Rob must have took 25 of that. Yeah, yeah. Pro- I assume Norton got the other 50. Gross world- worldwide was 8 million. <laughs> That's worldwide. As a Fucking, that's why you never it, heard of this movie. Fi- complete financial loss. Well, that's what I was going to say is film four was going to use this as their like cash cow. Because, I mean, if you look at the lineup. Oh, yeah. I mean, on paper. Like, obviously, yeah, it's going to be kill it. Like, yeah. it made them go out of business. <laughs> shut them down. It shut them down. 
Damn. It was the final nail in the coffin to really completely shut them down as and, a company. And that's another fun fact, man. Yeah. So. Well, not so fun fact. But. So this was a comedy that was supposed to be a huge hit. It was a kind of a, it was a big flop. So I was like, what can I pair up against this that would match it? And I was looking through my movies and I was, and I now found it. You found it? Uh, I know what it is. <laughs> the cable guy. So the cable guy is a Jim Carrey movie that was supposed to be a huge hit and it flopped, but it has a cult following. Yeah. Yeah. It's there funny. are people that love this movie. Yeah. I remember watching this movie uh, on VHS a lot. Mm-hmm. My dad loves, loves this movie. Yeah. I don't know why. It's not. <laughs> Do like, you not like it? It's, it's, uh, I don't know. <clears throat> it's, it's got some fucking hilarious parts. I remember. Okay. Uh, that makes me happy. I thought you were like, it's I been th- a while since I've watched it, sat down and watched it. Do you have it? Thing. I think so. <laughs> feel like I should. Yeah. Like I have a lot of Jim Carrey shit. So, but yeah, I'm sure I can find it somewhere. <laughs> so I, uh, so I was like, this is a perfect matchup with death to smoochie. Like this could be on a double feature disc. You know, you're, you could be opening Pandora's box here. Cause once I get in a Jim Carrey vibe, who knows where I might go next. Like, <laughs> we, we, it could go liar, liar. I could go. Well, if we get on that train, you're going to do eternal sunshine. So, that's not a fucking comedy, bro. I'll make you use it as your pick. You make me use it as my fucking pick. Yeah. There's no way I would pick that bullshit. <laughs> Worst Jim Carrey movie ever. It's up there with the Majestic for me. Uh, he he turned down the role to do the Majestic. That's Yeesh. the Smoochie. Well, that's good. At least to know he didn't make a classic instead. You yeah. Know? Well, it would have made me feel a little bit better, but I don't like the way Death Smoochie is. Like, I don't. No, no, no. As much as I I love Jim Carrey, like I said, I just think it would have been too much. Mm -hmm. You know, it would have been too zany. I can't remember. Did I ever get you to watch Incredible Burt Wonderstone? No, that movie's fucking hilarious. We might have to do that. I love that movie. Jim (laughs) Carrey has a great little part in that. No, I never watched it. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to get that for you. So you uh oh yeah yeah you uh, you went to the flea market and you said you got some nice I bought some super random shit today um these were fifty these were all fifty cent a piece okay do you remember the Mortal Kombat TV show yes I got the entire series for fifty cent oh wow all four discs probably like twelve episodes oh you're talking about yeah that. yeah the one that came on like USA yeah I didn't watch that so daytime shit. I just saw it. I was like, when it's the terrible. fuck am I ever going to see? You're that? never going to see that again. Exactly. Uh, so like you buy that. Yeah. It's a, it's a diamond in the rough. <laughs> I wouldn't say a diamond in the rough, but it's in the rough. And it turns out like some niche ass collector will pay $30 for that. hundred oh, percent. There's someone out there that will. This was actually really good. Dragon Ball Z resurrection F. Never watched it. I, I couldn't believe it. Anytime I can get anime on DVD. Dragon Ball Z is not anime. I love it. When I talk to your mouth, I talk to like hardcore anime fans. They're like, so you don't like any anime? I'm like, I like Dragon Ball Z, and they like turn their nose up. They're like, that's not real anime. And you know what I call them? Haters. <laughs> we'll get mad because this is what we watched as kids. Yeah. I like other animes too, though. It's not like just like that. I'm not the huge anime fan. Sorry for you anime lovers. I'm not the one. Couldn't believe it was only 50 Cent. Yeah. I snapped on that. A good find. This one I figured you would love. Beautiful a Beautiful Mind. Mind. I love that movie. Great. It's top five Russell Crowe movie right yep. here. Look, it's so new. They didn't even take the fucking thing off of it. I hate it when people do that. This was probably bought in 2005. They watched it once and it's been sitting on their shelf. 
And then this was just like another random ass movie that like I didn't even really like this when it came out, but Lost in Space, the remake. I have the robot toy at home, so <laughs> I was like, now I got the movie to go with. I have it. I've never seen any of them. Didn't even look to see if the movie was in it because I probably will never watch this. <laughs> got fucking Joey from Friends. Yeah, I'm not worried playing the hard ass lieutenant <laughs> Matt LeBlanc. William Hurt though, I mean, this is one that like when it came out, dude, everybody was like, "Oh, this is gonna be." Oh, look, it's a fold out, dude. <laughs> Snap case with a fold out. I bet the bonus features on this fucking disc go hard, dude. Go hard as fuck. They're probably good as better than that actual. It looks terrible. We might review it. No, we're not. Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. I'll get off this fucking... Actually, we'll go back to Greg's death box, because those are comedies. Are they, though? Yeah, that to me. We'll do Thanks Killing. I don't think you want to do Thanks Killing. You want to do fucking Ice Pirates. That's I want to do Ice Pirates so bad. What you want to do. Yeah. You were trying to get back on that Trolls 2 shit. <laughs> I miss it. Those were fun episodes. Those were... We did Trolls yeah. 2. We did the... Uh, the. Looking back, like I don't even know if I went hard enough as a, if I should have went on that movie. Like, as bad as it was. Like, there's a, it comes to a point where, like, cheese is funny, dude, but, like, you can overload cheese. Yeah. I so We still have to do The Room. Yeah, see, I still haven't watched that. I bought the actual DVD, so it's ready for you. I want to watch the, uh, I, after that, I want to watch the one with Franco and them. It's pretty good. I've heard that that is better than the fucking room well, times yeah. 10. Like, I've heard that's like the worst movie ever made. Because it's more about uh, Tommy Wiseau than it is that movie. Right. It's about him. Like, he's a fucking weird ass dude. Like, he is more of an interesting character than anything he's ever done. Yes. Like, and that's what people Nobody want. knows where he's from. Nobody knows how old he is. Nobody knows where he got all this money because he's a millionaire, but nobody knows how. Right. Like he is an he anomaly. He paid for all that shit by yeah, himself. He dude. paid for it himself, but nobody knows where he got his money from. It's crazy. Yeah. He's he's an anomaly. That's what the movie's actually about. Yeah, that's way better than any fucking movie you could write. Yeah. Well, now I'm interested. Well, we're going to do the room first. You can't watch it without watching the room. Right, of course. I mean, that would be <laughs> silly. But yeah. Um So, yeah, Cable Guy next week. Cable Guy. Until then. There you go. Later.